Welcome back. Hey guys. Welcome to the potty. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> that was Season terrible. one, episode five. Episode five. Yep. Pretty exciting. Yeah, big things are coming. You keep saying that. Big things are happening right now. Uh, yeah, we just had an election. Big things are happening right now. I know. What a day. <laughs> Today, Joe Biden was elected president officially. It's pretty crazy. Pretty exciting. It's a new era for our country. Yep. Lots of changes. What are you drinking today? I am drinking a Moxa Pastry Mode Imperial Stout with vanilla beans, coconut, and hazelnut coffee. That's amazing. He must really love you guys because this is like the coffee everyone is obsessed with or the the coffee (laughs) this is the beer that everyone is obsessed with and i can't believe he opened a a pastry mode for this podcast that's a big deal it's very kind of like holiday-ish and with the weather getting colder it makes me feel in the spirit i like it the hazelnut's nice yeah let me smell it what are you drinking let me smell this it's so dark and luscious it smells amazing. It smells like they took a stout and added a bunch of Nutella and some coffee. Pretty did, much. Did I get it right? Yeah, I mean, hazelnuts. Coconut. Oh, wow. Delish. Yep. Love that for you. What do you got going on over here? I'm drinking my famous Starbucks drink that I love so much. I created it when I worked at Starbucks, and it's still my like go-to decaf drink. It's a um, passion tea, the pink tea. With no sweetener, and I add their strawberry their strawberry puree to it, which is like sweet and fruity, and it's so good, and it makes like this bright pink drink that's delish. Hold on, let me smell it. <laughs> it's very bright pink, as you described. <laughs> smells like strawberries. Does it? Must be from the puree. You're lying. <laughs> kind of. I am just describing it. I love a good passion tea. They say that passion tea makes you happy. I looked it up once. Passionate. Eh, Not really. (laughs) Do you want to talk about highs and lows this week? I've been really excited to talk about this. It's been a good week. It's been such a good week. I have so many highs. Let's start with our lows because I don't really have a lot of lows. Okay, let's do that. Right now, my low, well, actually, there's two. One is that big pile of leaves in the backyard from our giant maple tree that is just shedding leaves like crazy. But it's a beautiful tree. It's a gorgeous tree, but it's going to take a while to clean up all those leaves. I think it's beautiful because I don't have to clean it up. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) It totally covers our entire backyard and all of our grass with leaves. Yep. But they're so pretty. Look at them. This is the perfect podcast view. Yep. It couldn't be better. It's crazy that it's getting dark right now. Like the sun is starting to go down and like it's only... 4.30. It's only 4 o'clock. Yeah. It'll That's be dark, crazy. Dark in a half hour. I mean, pretty much. It's wild. <sighs> uh, my other low is just the frustration that's going on with the whole election. I feel like the country's really divided and we need to come together in unity no matter, no matter who's president because they don't make or break who we are. And it's just really yeah. frustrating to see all the hate between the two different parties because one lost and one won and Mm -hmm. it's not a i'm i'm victorious over you because we're all still in this together yeah 
I totally agree. My little brother is a teenager and he had a friend who was talking about the election and you know, these are people who can't vote yet. And I thought that what he said was brilliant and he was talking about how there's two extreme ends with this whole like um, Democrat Republican parties. It kind of creates a massive divide and that we need more people in the middle and more options. He was like, if there was five options and there was more people in the middle and some on the far end and lots of people with different beliefs, they wouldn't hate each other as much. And I totally agree. Yeah, I do too. And it's very wise for like a 13 or 14 year old to realize that. Yeah, definitely. They have good opinions, even if they're young. Mm-hmm. I still think my idea was pretty cool that I had earlier, that the presidents should run as presidents and not have a vice president candidate, and then the loser should become the vice president. Yeah, make them work together. That would create a two-party system within one. You'd have a Republican and a Democrat in the office. I wonder if they'd get anything done or if they'd just fight all the time. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, the president would have the power over the vice president, but there would be so much... They would have to work together. Yeah. No, I think that that would be such an interesting um, project. I think that would be really cool. I honestly, with this whole election, have felt really torn and not really been very verbal about my beliefs because I feel like I'm in the middle. I feel like I'm a... How would you say a... Republican? I'm a (laughs) Republican. I'm very, like... I I just... I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I belong to either party. I believe in things from both. Um, I wish that there was a mesh, kind of like we were talking about. I wish there was more options. I wish there wasn't just two polar polar opposite options, and then there's so much division of pick a side, and you have to hate everyone who's not on your side. Yeah. I'm very in the middle. I think that there was um, beneficial things that Trump brought to office, not as a person, but in policy, and I think that there's really beneficial things that I'm super excited about for Biden. Um, in terms of global warming and social justice. So I don't know where I stand with the whole thing. Yeah, and living in California, we don't really have, I don't feel like we have much of a voice. Yeah, if you're not a Democrat, you don't really get a say. I was researching it, and apparently because of the Electoral College, California has voted Democrat with every president since I think it said like 1992. That's insane. I know, it's crazy. So anyways, new president, new day, new season, new life. Yeah, so excited to see what he brings. I mean, yeah. whether or not people love him or hate him, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be some new life injected into us. So. Totally, and I could not handle another four years of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. All right. Well, I don't even have a Twitter, and I either. couldn't handle his tweeting. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it's crazy when you see tw- tweets on a sports center. reports oh my gosh really yeah the whole thing's crazy i'm just so excited for a fresh start i think everyone needed a new season especially in 2020 so enough political mumble jumbo let's jump over into some highs what the heck i didn't get to say my low oh you said you didn't have any lows you always forget about me (laughs) hey babe what are your lows of the week wow eric thanks for asking (laughs) I would say that my low was, I definitely have lows. This Wednesday, we had to go to the hospital with the baby, and that was really stressful. She choked on breast milk, well, on her throw-up 
of breast milk. Curdled um, breast milk. Um, she, you don't know. You weren't even here. Eric was at work, and I was feeding her, and she has had like some throw up issues, maybe acid reflux. I'm not really sure, but she throws it up and she'll be fine. But this time she threw it up and she breathed it back in and started wheezing and choking and couldn't breathe. And I couldn't get the liquid out of her lungs. It was really scary. Um, and so we ended up at the hospital. They had to check her lungs and make sure she was clear. And it was very stressful. Yeah. I would love to have a week where we aren't communicating with any kind of medical professional (laughs) in a doctor's office for an appointment. This would have been our week off. At the hospital. We almost made it a week without any um, medical problems. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Next week is the week. Yep. Next week's going to be a good week. Yeah. That would be my low. That was stressful. That was definitely a low. It was scary when you called me and I was at work and I was like, I do not know what to do. Uh, call the advice nurse. And then not thinking that the advice nurse would take a half an hour to pick up because you have to do all the recordings and the messages and the buttons and all mm-hmm. that junk. Yeah, it took too long. Took too long. So I just headed over. At the end of the day, though, you made the right call. I think it's it was a good approach and it was your mommy instincts jumping in to protect the baby. And yeah. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'd rather be overprotective than negligent. Yes, all the time. Yep. Totally. Awesome. Let's talk about highs. I'm so excited. I'll let you start so you can forget about mine. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have so many. Let's see. I got new underwear this week. Let's start with like a small high, but also very important high. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Fresh undies make you feel like a new woman. And sounds like an infomercial. And I didn't realize that so many of my underwear, this is going to be, this might be gross, but I, you, you know, listening at home that you're the same way. I had so many pairs of underwear that I bought probably five or 10 years ago. Like, obviously they're still clean. They're in good condition, but like just old underwear where like you keep them cause they're old faithful. But I had all these underwear that not only were like they older and not fresh and new, but they were really small. Cause like I have a different body now. I had a baby and I want my butt to be comfortable and trying to squeeze a small thong on your booty is not comfortable so it was really exciting I went to Target I got a bunch of cute comfortable new underwear that fit me and then I went through my my underwear drawer and I got rid of so many older pairs or like stuff that doesn't fit why are you laughing why are you smiling at me you know you love new underwear I do I'm I'm thinking about what I'm saying next (laughs) it was go ahead (laughs) rude it was so exciting to have um an underwear drawer full of fresh new underwear to choose from it was kind of like a mini luxury it's pretty exciting new underwear is amazing yeah another high is that i found two new cult shows this week oh my gosh i am obsessed with cult shows i thought you were like in just a weird mood when you were going through all that stuff. <laughs> oh my god, you just spit all over my face. <laughs> Sorry, it was a wet laugh. Yeah, so... <laughs> you were texting me all week saying, yeah, I'm into these cult shows and this and that. And I was I've like, what in the world is that. like... I go back to work and you start watching cult shows. Alright, this is a little crazy. It's not but crazy. But then I came home and I watched a couple of It's not you. murder shows. Yeah, just cult shows you're now you love it too that's what i'm saying i got home and i was like okay cool let's watch an episode and they're like cult rescue shows escaping polygamy yeah it's pretty freaking cool because they go and they save these girls yep and on occasion a couple guys yeah 
every week. It's really cool. It's dangerous work. Yeah. I have this weird thing, this pattern, where every fall, because now it's November, I start watching, I get into cult shows again. Like, it's like I pick it back up. I forget about it during the holiday season, and then spring and summer, you're, like, busy and whatever. Maybe it's because, like, things are more chill in the fall. There's more downtime. But I love cult shows. Um, let's see. Last year, last fall, I watched um, the Scientology one with Lisa Remini whatever her name is that was really interesting and then um this week i found escaping polygamy which is really good and i'm also watching the new season of the scientology documentary on netflix love it i'm just so intrigued by cults i don't know what Mm. it is i don't like murder shows i don't like regular documentaries but i love cult shows and cult documentaries i think it's so interesting how people fall into this lie of power and how they can be manipulated and i honestly feel like at one point i was in a cult that's definitely a podcast for another time but i was in a church that was very culty very concerning and i can just see so many aspects of that cult behavior in in places that i've been in the past and it's just so interesting the mind control how people can believe these crazy things and i love like when people escape and tell their stories i'm obsessed yeah, it's a really exciting thing to watch. You guys have to reach out to me and tell me if you're also obsessed with cult shows because it will make me feel less alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the weather changing and everything, I think Netflix is just... Or I guess the cult shows aren't on Netflix, but I think uh, TV shows and just kind of binging some stuff right now is just the highs of the week. Cause I mean, yeah, it gets dark at 5 o'clock. Mine is the Burt Kreischer Cabin. Oh, yeah. Because that show is... I didn't want to watch it because I didn't really know who Burt Kreischer was. He's I, a I just, comedian, and it's called The Cabin on Netflix. I just knew he was the guy that took off his shirt, but I watched it, and it's all like a... It's a self-help thing. He's trying to better himself. Yep. He, so he goes to this cabin and invites friends up. He waxes his butt. He does a mud <laughs> bath. He does... A good wax can really change you. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Remember that time you waxed my butt? <laughs> <laughs> I get home and she had all this like waxing stuff and was like trying to... I bought a wax kit at Target. She, she was trying to convince herself to do it. Because I wanted to wax my armpits or my eyebrows. I just got really excited to wax. And then you got nervous and I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And I had like 20 of the wax strips left. They're like big body wax strips. And I was like, hey, you want a butt wax? And he was like, sure. <laughs> so I thought it would take like 20 minutes. And I think it was two hours, two hours later. later. <laughs> deep in your butt. <laughs> yep. That was quite a bonding experience. Yeah, it was was one of those things where once you started, you couldn't stop. You were like in down dog for two hours, and I was trying to get all those hairs. It was tricky. And I don't even have... There's a lot of twists and turns down there. I don't have like that hairy of a butt compared to like other guys. I've been down there. No, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of butts. You don't have a very hairy butt, but there's a lot of twists and turns. It was hard to navigate. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a fun adventure. What were we talking about? The cabin. Oh, the cabin. It's a good show. So anyways, he does a bunch of like self-help things and meditations and he has Caitlyn Jenner come up and just a bunch of different people that he relates to. They do like a, uh, they go in a sauna and then they shock their body and they jump in an ice bath, which just sounds like torture, but it also sounds like something that I really want to do. So we should probably do that one day, get a bathtub full of ice and like a, rent a sauna at the house or something. Cause that'd be cool. Yeah. Totes. <laughs> I'm so down. No, it's it, he even got me to watch it. He was like, you're going to love it. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It's kind of more geared towards men, like men humor, but it's really funny. I'm a fan. 
it's a nice break from my cult shows (laughs) laying naked on a bearskin rug with your friend isn't girl humor that was (laughs) that was something that was awesome that was something you'll have to watch let us know what you think comment i'm not seeing a ton of comments on the instagram so i'm hoping we get some instagram comments yep blow it up oh i have another high for this week and i know it's your high too Ooh, date night no Oh. That was great, but no. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> sleeping. Oh, sleeping's nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Our little girlfriend is sleeping like six hours a night, like in a row. Oh. Yeah, it's insane. Instead of waking up every three hours or so for the boob, she sleeps for like six. And lately I've been waking up because I'll have to pee or something. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, how is she still asleep? Like, it shocks me because say we put her to bed at like nine, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. And I'm like, how is she not eating yet? But she's doing so good. She's still gaining weight. She's super healthy. She's just getting older and she's able to sleep for longer periods. So it's amazing because where we used to get block sleep every few hours, wake up, feed her, go back to bed. A couple times a night you'd wake up. Now we're only waking up once a night. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's nice that everybody I talk to, when you say you have a newborn, looks at you and says, oh man, you must not be sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I can look at them and say, actually, we're getting like eight hours a night. Like we're doing really good. And she's gaining weight. She's sleeping. We have to wake her up to feed her. Like it's pretty perfect. It's everything you prayed for, really. It really is. My whole pregnancy, I prayed that she would be a good sleeper and a good eater because those are two of the huge um, pain points for new parents with a new baby, the, the eating and the sleeping. We got her eating figured out. She eats great now. She eats a ton. I produce a ton and she sleeps amazing. And I really do think that a lot of that has to do with prayer because I would say like every other day of my pregnancy, I prayed for that and just asked the Lord to make it easy on us and to help prepare her to be a good eater and a good sleeper. And that's who she is. Definitely. And everybody I've talked to hasn't said that that's their story. So it's pretty rare. She's eating great and she's sleeping like yeah we're lucky and she's only six weeks so that's pretty amazing but she's 10 pounds now yeah 10 pounds double digits Woo! <laughs> that's exciting that's very exciting considering that at one point weight gain was an issue for her we are cheering that little chunk on yeah she's been killing the weight game she's awesome i love her do you want to talk about date night it was really fun date night yeah that it was, was the this. first time we left the baby it was last night and we hung out with my parents a week ago and my mom said anytime you guys want to go out and have some time let us know and we'll watch the baby and we were kind of like okay cool that sounds great but then we were kind of like i don't know when we would do it you know what's it going to look like do we leave her for an hour do we leave her for two hours do we leave her for three hours how are we going to be comfortable like what what does that look like what if she screams the whole time yeah so i had yesterday off it was a friday it was my friday off and it was like 10 in the morning and we were kind of like hey let's go have a date night let's go out and have some dinner and maybe have a drink and just hang out and drop her off with the parents and so I texted my mom and she's like of course we'll watch her so we dropped her off and I think we went for 45 minutes before you sent the first text message to see how she was yep I lasted 45 minutes (laughs) and I showed the waitress pictures of the baby at the restaurant within 10 minutes yep before I had my first drink yep (laughs) <laughs> but we were able to kind of it was really fun though distance a little bit um it we were able to needed. have conversations that weren't just about the baby we were able to kind of reconnect with each other and just not constantly worry if she's like gonna start crying or if she's warm or cold it was just really nice for it to be just us yeah and we ended up 
we went to dinner and then we went to this other little place that had outside like little fire pits and stuff so we hung out by that oh, in the nice so cool pretty. weather and it was overlooking like a pond and a fountain oh in so, Eldorado hills it was really nice so nice and then we ended the night at target always always target the wifey loves target i, I mean who doesn't love we should target? get a target sponsor we need to get sponsors on the podcast. I'm going to start pimping everybody out. All right. Anyways, you were talking about Let's underwear. How about me undies? They're the most comfortable know? underwear. <laughs> no, they're the not. Micromodal. A, shut <laughs> up. They're not sponsoring us right now. Did you know that you have one single nose hair and every time you breathe or talk, it pushes out of your nose yep. and then it goes back in? Yep. It's doing it right now. Ew. Ew. <laughs> we should pull that out. Oh, man. Okay. So we had... That wrong nostril. Try the other one. <laughs> All right. So you keep talking. I'm gonna get it out. Ew! Stop. That is at. That is unacceptable. That had a booger on it. I'm <laughs> Was that so it? So <laughs> grossed out right now. Was that it? How did we make a baby together? Stop doing. Was this that story. it? Yes or no? Yes, you got All right, it. Cool. Success. <laughs> Anyways, what do you want to talk about this week? Oh, my Lanta. Um, I wanted to talk about how we met because I know that a lot of our new friends might not know. And that's kind of an important story to our story. How do we meet? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, I was 23, I think. I think so. 23. I was 22. Yes. And we were together for about a year and a half before we got married. So that adds up. I was 25 when we got married. But I was in a place Tell where... Tell it from your standpoint up until meeting, like okay. before we met, and then I'll say where I was at before, because that's kind of important. Okay. So I was in a place where I was in college, and I just felt... I don't know. I always felt like I wanted to be married to 25. I don't know why, but it was just always this thought in my head. So I was just in this mode where I was just kind of dating around, meeting different girls and stuff like that, but... Nothing seemed right. It just never seemed like a fit, and I never just wanted to, like, after one date, I was kind of over it, and, you know, just nothing ever felt right. So I decided that I wanted to go meet a girl at church, and so I started looking at you some different... You were kind of a man whore. Okay. Yes. It's <laughs> an important part of the story. Previously, yes, but the spot that I got to was where I didn't want to do that anymore. Totally. And I then respect that. We all have our slutty years. Started kind of moving on to where I wanted a girl who wanted to have a conversation and talk, and it wasn't all about sexual relations or whatever. You know, it was it was more about. You just sounded like the president. <laughs> sexual relations. <laughs> um, it's just I don't I don't know. I wanted a deeper connection because obviously that wasn't working. Yeah. So I started looking around at some of the churches and. Say the prayer thing. The church that we went to, what prayer thing? That you're praying for your wife. Oh, so yeah, I was praying to that God would guide me to meet the, meet the right person. And so then I started looking online at different groups uh, at different churches and stuff. And there happened to be one at my church that was called the Young Adults Singles Group, which it wasn't actually, but it was just a like young adults group. So I decided that I'm going to go. And I show up on the first day on the Harley with a white bandana in my pocket because I was pretty cool back then. 
He wasn't cool. And uh, I walked in and didn't really know anybody, introduced myself to a couple people, and was actually like legit thinking it was a singles group. And it kind of was, except for the weirdness between the leader and her little. Nobody called it a singles group, though. Yeah, that's true. It was like a young adults group. Yeah. So I thought it was like, hey, let's all, you know, interact or It was kind of like in-person Christian mingle at the church. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like everyone there was trying to hook up with someone. Yeah, so we're talking about a book and everything and just getting ready to know each other. And at one point, I think I said... We were doing introductions. Yeah, I think I said it's my first time here. I'm ready to meet my wife or something like that. I understand this is a singles group. And everybody just kind of looked at me. The leader said, introduce yourself and just tell us something about you. Or, like, why you're here. And everyone was like, hey, I'm Zach, and I like to play guitar, or whatever. And Eric was like, hi, uh, I'm Eric, and I'm here to meet my wife. And everyone kind of, like, laughed and was really uncomfortable. And I was like, who the hell is this person? How awkward. You make me sound like a surfer. Well, I could make you sound like worse things. Surfers are pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that happened. I don't remember saying that, but... Apparently that happened, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. (laughs) Let's hear your story building up to when we met. So I was in this crazy relationship with this crazy dude, and I was going to this church, the cult church that I mentioned, and I just needed, I needed a break, I needed a fresh start, I needed to get out of it. Um, Both the church and this relationship with this guy who was secretly an alcoholic um, and had been hiding it throughout the relationship. Um, He was verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. It was a crazy situation, super unhealthy. Um, But I thought that when I first met him, that because he worked at a church, how bad of a guy could he be? I was wrong. (laughs) So I was like, I need to get out of this cult. I need to get out of this relationship. This is crazy. Um, So I moved back in with my parents um, so that I could get like physical distance away from all of the craziness and broke up with him finally. And then I remember I had... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You weren't broken up the first day we met. Yeah, the first time I, like, met you at the at the singles thing, I, I, like, saw you, we were doing intros, I was still dating him. Yeah. But I didn't talk to you, didn't really care about you, or, like, I wasn't pursuing you. I didn't even know your name. That's true. We hung out for the first time on the second Young it was, Yeah, group. and I was broken up by then. So I skipped a couple weeks of this group because I was going through some drama, some trauma, some resituating my entire life, getting a new job, just like everything turned upside down for me at this point. Um, So I got a nanny job and I moved in with my parents and I was like, I need a new church. So I started going to my childhood church again on Sundays. And I remember the day I was like at this nanny job walking through their house about to make dinner and this random thought came to me. I really think it was God because he wanted us to meet. And because I wasn't even thinking about this or looking into it. And I just was like, I should Google if Rolling Hills has a young adult singles group. Super randomly. Mm. I Googled it and there happened to be one that night. This was before I'd gone for the first time. I think it was like on a Thursday, wasn't it? it I don't know, but it was so crazy. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going tonight. It was just so random and I'm more of an introvert. So the fact that I wanted to go to this group of all unknown strangers was pretty not like me. But I think at that point I was just desperate for normalcy and communion, not communion. What's it community? called? Community. <laughs> probably needed communion We probably too. took communion a couple times. Um, <laughs> 
So uh, that's how that happened. I came in, I was super jaded, not looking for a relationship, just looking for normal people and people who I could be friends with or go have drinks with. Yeah, so... Actually, at that point, I didn't drink. I'd never oh, drank before. Oh, that's true. That I was very true. Yeah. Go have sodas with. Because I was dating someone who had a problem with alcohol, I never drank. We spent my 21st birthday in Tahoe sober, and this was about 22, 23 when we were at the, the group. But anyways, um, so I showed up, and I remember the first night that I actually like noticed you... I was like, who is that dude in the cutoff jersey and like the reef flip flops with like a biker? Um, you had like a trucker hat. I don't know. You just. It was a snapback. You looked. It was red. Like a bro. I was a bro. The bro I am a bro. The bro you married a bro. bro that they're ever broed. And I was like, ew. Well, I wasn't a frat, so. <laughs> and you said that you saw me that night and you thought I was so beautiful in my cutoff shorts and my gray t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was the first night. We didn't really talk. Um, talked about this book that everybody's reading and then kind of went our separate ways. Then you said you skipped a couple nights and then we came back on like the final night of the group and it was like this potluck thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember you sat three seats to my right and we we're at this round table with like eight people. So I kind of knew where you were at, who you were and everything. And we all like kind of closed up the group and then we went to Pete's mm-hmm. brew house and had some knocks. That was the best part about that young adults group. We'd go like talk about God and have like our little community time. And then we'd go get drinks. Yeah. And food or whatever. And yeah. just kind of hang or out. Go see a movie. It mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah. There was, there was a cool little friendship that was there for a little bit until it all got weird. But until then it was, it was a good group. Yeah. So I think there I was a reason we were there. I you at Pete's. Cause I saved you a seat. This, we skipped ahead. Pete's was after our first date. We skipped ahead. Hold on, guys. Let's back up about two weeks. You want to know the first time Eric and I ever hung out? He had a crush on me, so he Wait, hold added on, hold me on, on whoa, Facebook. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, and hold after on. he added hold me on, on. <laughs> Hold on. So I think, so let's go back to that night and the potluck thing. I remember where you were sitting. We talked a little bit that night at the group. We kind of actually first, like, met each other. Mm-hmm. and then, That was the night you said, I'm here to meet my wife. Maybe. I don't remember that part. But anyways... <laughs> So I think like the next day or whatever was when I requested you on Facebook. Facebook. I was like, this girl's super cute. She has a freaking huge smile. Oh. And And you told me that you and your mom like looked at my profile together. Yeah. I showed her. I was like, hey, check out this girl. She's super cute. Ah. She's part of our group. And then my mom's like, yeah, she's super hot. (laughs) Oh. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So that happened. And then we started chopping it up on Facebook a little bit because I didn't have your phone number. And uh, I was like, hey, you want to hang out and go see a movie? No, 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 honey. Did you forget about the awkward hot tub night? Oh my God, I did forget <laughs> about that. So he messaged me and he said, this is, this is how I see it. He messaged me and said, hey, a bunch of us from the group are going to go to this girl's house. Do you, and she has a hot tub and like a cool like pool table. We're all going to go hang out. Do you want to come? So I was like, oh. It was supposed to be like 10 of us. So I was like, oh, it's a group hang, you know, whatever. At that point, I didn't have like eyes for you at all. So I was like, sure, whatever. It's a dude from the group inviting me to a group thing. I guess I'm a part of the group. How exciting. So I show up to the hot tub hangout. And it's just Eric, me, and this girl at her house. A girl who really liked Eric and had a fat crush on him. And I'm like, ooh, this is super awkward. I didn't know. So I'm sitting there, and he is trying to talk to me and likes me. She is trying to talk to him and likes him. 
I'm just there for the barbecue. And nobody else showed up. And I don't really care what's going on. So and it's the three of us So and I a hot thought dog. that he like tricked me into this awkward three-way date. It was really awkward. So we're all sitting in the hot tub and he keeps asking me questions about me and my family and my life. And then this other girl just keeps asking him questions about his life and who he is. And I'm sitting there like, this is a really great view. She lives in a mansion. Yeah, it overlooked Folsom Lake. It was pretty sweet. That was so awkward. Yeah. But anyways, it worked out. So we left, and I was like, well, that was weird. Well, hold on. We, do we want to tell that other part? <laughs> no. But let's just say the night got weird. Yeah. And then I left and was like, that was awkward. Cool. Peace out. Then he messaged me a couple days later. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. So for some reason that only God understands, this was my time of being desirable to men. If you have ever watched New Girl, there's an episode that talks, it's so funny, where Jess has her time in her season and Schmidt is telling her everyone has a season where they are just so attractive to the opposite sex and no one understands why. And they have to beat men off with a stick or women, depending on if you're a guy or girl. This was my season, you guys. Every boy in that group wanted to date me. And I'm not saying that from a point of pride. They actually asked me on dates and I went on dates with most of them. So Eric messages me and he says, hey, do you wanna go see a movie? And I was like, well, I have like just gone on dates with two of the other dudes in the last two days, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> let's test it out. I mean, my date was probably a little more intriguing. It was dinner or Pinkberry in a movie. Which I didn't know that yeah. Pinkberry was the way to your heart, so, but it worked. So far, I hadn't had connections with the other guys. It felt really awkward and uncomfortable. One of them was, hey, you want to come work out? One of them took me on a gym date to his gym to work out. And so I'm thinking like, oh, it'll be cute. Maybe we'll walk next to each other on the treadmill and chat. No. We get there and he starts like lifting heavy weights and grunting and just wants me to sit there and watch him. It was super awkward. So that was a no. Strike out. Then the other one was kind of like a date, kind of like a hangout. He took pictures of me. We went on like a little photo shoot and I knew that he was kind of interested and I was like, let's hang out and see where this goes. But it just felt more like a friendship. Like he was amazing, but like more like friend amazing. And you were like one day out of a very long term. Totally. I was just like testing the waters and trying to remember how to date again because it had been like two and a half years with this crazy pants that I'd just broken up with. So I was like, let's just go have fun and like meet people. Not even in a romantic way, but let's just go on dates and hang out and maybe get a free burger out of it. So Eric messages me and says, hey, do you want to go out tomorrow? This is Saturday. I had just been on a date on Wednesday and Friday. And I was like, sure, let's do it. So he picks me up. We go on a date. Saturdays are the best day for dates. I mean, yeah, totally. We went to Pinkberry for ice cream. We went to go see planes or cars. We went and saw planes. Planes, okay. We talked about our grandparents who had passed away, like, at that point, the year before, maybe. Yeah. And we found out that they each passed away, uh, her grandma, my grandpa, a week, within the same week. It was really trippy. The date got unexpectedly deep, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by that. We actually had, like, a connection. We could talk. But I just still wasn't, it just didn't read, like, romantic to me. So you dropped me off, and my mom asked me when I got home, she said, how was your date? And I was like, eh, it was okay. It was really good to get back out there and test the waters, but 
nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't see him again. So that was Saturday. We go back to group because we have this weekly young adults group on Wednesday. So it's maybe four days later. Mm-hmm. So we go on Wednesday and I show up and Eric shows up in the cutest. I think he was trying to impress me. He that, was wearing the cutest Michael was, Kors shirt. I was pretty buff at that time. He was wearing was like a, nice a tight blue shirt. It was like a tight long sleeve, just like thermal shirt. I don't know. He just looked really good. It in was a hat. fitted. And I was like, oh, he's actually kind of cute. It's the shirt. So you're sitting next to me at the group, and then everyone was like, okay, we're going to go out for drinks and food, whoever wants to come. And I was like, ooh, maybe I want to go and, like, actually talk to him and see if he's, like, actually something I want to pursue. So I sit next to him at the restaurant. No, and you showed up late. Yeah. We went there, and I said, I think I said something like, do you want me to save you a seat? Yeah. So he saved me a seat. So cute. So adorbs. And um, yeah, we chatted. We shared garlic knots. He looked through my phone, which is really, that's a weird thing to do. You knew me for two seconds and you're like, let me go through your text messages and see who you text. Not in a weird way, but he was kind of like, I should text someone from your phone, something weird and be funny. Uh Oh, our baby's awake. Nope. That was just a scream. Maybe. (laughs) A warning. She'll be all right. Anyways, I don't remember that part. That was, sounds pretty creepy. But uh, It wasn't weird. I made it sound weird. It wasn't weird. So we split some... Not- I think you were texting your cousin and I said, hey, let me text her and say hi or something. I don't know. Anyways, we split some knots and then everybody in the group left. We closed the place down and me and you ended up talking in the parking lot for upwards of an hour and a half. Probably an hour and a half. We just talked by our cars. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy. It really I, caught me by surprise. I just remember one of the things you said was, so I'm not looking to have sex with anybody, da-da-da. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's keep talking. I was very open about where I was at and that I was waiting until marriage and that I had just gotten out of a crazy relationship with a crazy dude and that I wasn't looking for something physical or like a hookup. And because he seemed like a bro and I didn't want, and I'd been with some guys previously and like who just wanted to like date and hook up and then be done. So I was like, just so you know, I don't want to hook up with you, but if you want to, like, keep talking, like, we can hang out. And I was at the point where that's all I wanted. I I wasn't looking for the physical, not deep relationship. I I wanted something where I could talk to somebody and we could connect on a deeper level and not just emotional. So it's pretty cool. Not just physically. Physical, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it was so crazy because I went home that night and we there was some leftover like pizza or knots or something that we'd ordered. We'd shared some food. He gave it to me to take home, which was very sweet. I had some garlic knots for myself. And I went home. I handed my mom the garlic knots because she loves them. And I was like, listen, this guy is the one. And she was like, whoa, the guy that you said that you're not even into four days ago? And I was like, yep. And she was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. Only God knows. He got hotter. He's, he, <laughs> he sprouted. I don't know. I still haven't sprouted. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a funny turnaround. Um, and so that was basically like we went, I mean, it was like hard and fast after that. We were best friends, like inseparable. We talked all the time. We were together every day. And, um, it was just surprising to me how like you were my best friend before we even dated. You didn't ask me to be your girlfriend for another like month and a half, Mm -hmm. but we just were like, you're my best friend. I don't know. We talked all the time. We hung out, we made cookies. We like did fun stuff. We had really good conversations about like life and family and it was just easy. Yeah. 
Like, it was just easy to talk, and we were so curious about each other and where we were at and what our beliefs were, and there was just so much depth to it. Yeah. I just and there always, still is. I just always wanted to be with you. Yeah, it's cool that we that our foundation was built off communication, and the strength of our relationship today is still communication. I love it because my grandma, who passed away, who was, like, my best friend, who I loved so much, she always said, marry someone who's your best friend, because that's what she did. Um, and she just, that was like her saying, she thought that that was the most important thing. Um, and picking a spouse or someone to date, pick someone who's your best friend, marry someone who's your best friend. And that's exactly what I did. And we started that real early and continued it. Yeah. Almost six years later. Totally. So yeah, we were serious super fast. We got together in, um, like October October, and he bought a wedding ring in, in August. So of the following year, maybe eight. 10 months in yeah and we had been talking about getting engaged the whole time and very open about that we wanted to it was more just saving up the money to buy a ring yeah and it's one of those things like everybody says when you know you know and we just continued getting deeper and learning more about each other that whole time and it was we grew we were best friends we built our relationship on communication like there was just so so much depth right away yeah And I'll always remember my mom, we were maybe dating for six months and I'd been previously in relationships that just weren't very healthy. So when she'd ask me like, how are things going? It would be like, oh, this just happened or I'm struggling with this or he's being a jerk or whatever. And so it was about six months in and she asked me, she was, I mean, she asked me more than that, but this particular time she said like, how are you guys doing? And I was like, I am obsessed with him. Like, I am just so obsessed with him and I think I'm going to be obsessed with him forever. Like, I'm just, he's everything I want to be and talk to and be around and I just am so in love and it's so cool because I think at that point it would be easy to see it as infatuation that we were just like super passionate like a like a short-lived fling or something but that's definitely like still how I feel we're just obsessed with each other yeah and we still say that all the time and even with the whole COVID and stuff where everybody's stuck at home with their spouse and everything the fact that we can still say we're stuck at home. We're both working from home. We're with each other all the time. We're still obsessed and curious what's going on in the other's head or what you're thinking about or what you're dreaming about. Like the infatuation with each other is still so deep. Yeah, totally. Who said I love you first, babe? Uh, me. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. I said I love you first. It was maybe two I said it in my brain. in. Because I was just, like, super in love. I and knew it first. He, like, looked at me and was like, thanks. <laughs> I think I said I'd, I uh, don't want to say it until we're, until, like, it's the last person I'm going to say it to. Yeah, which is so adorbs. But I was still like, um, okay, how long is that going to take? <laughs> I think it only took, like, another week. It took about a week or two. And you're like, yep. And then we were laying on my bed and you were kind of, like, laying on me and you said something. And I just looked down and said, I love you, too. I was, we had a really fun day together and I was like, man, I love this weather. I loved that dinner and that ice cream we had. And you're like, I love you. And I was so surprised and excited. It was so cute. That was perfect. You were laying on my chest and I looked down and just kind of said it. And you're like, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. Locked him down. Locked him in. I caught you. So yeah, five and a half years later, we have a babe. How long have we been? We've been married for like five and a half. This October. We've been together for seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Now we have our babe. We're both graduated from college. We were both in college 
Like when together. we were married. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I just graduated when we got married, like yeah. the next month. And then you had another two years or so. So that was the yeah. beginning of our relationship. You went to Sac State. We graduated. We bought our first house together. We bought our first car together. We've had three dogs in the process and our baby, who is now crying upstairs. And I think she's actually awake now. So we Three dogs, three cars, two motorcycles, and an apartment, a, a house, love. a lot of love, a baby. How many churches have we been to? Oh, oh, that yeah, that's that's a sore point. Five. <laughs> I don't know. That's also a story. We got kicked out of church. Yeah, well, that's a different day. That's another podcast. It's going to be a juicy one. Just you wait. Yep. But anyways, that's kind of our life. That's how we met. That's how we fell in love. Yep. Best at, friends. At first, we weren't in love. And then the next date, she went home and told her mom she was in love. Yep. Totally. I was fallen hard well guys thanks for hanging out with us this was like a really good way to recap our week we had so many highs this week i'm so thankful for that i really feel like things are getting easier as new parents and we are uh we're we're doing good i'm proud of us we're in it to win it we are in it to win it yep so everybody enjoy this cooler weather yep and we'll see you next week make sure that you go and um like our uh, Instagram. Instagram called Griffin Unfiltered Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review here. We would super love that. And we are excited to talk to you guys again next week. Tag us in a comment. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Tell us if you like cult shows. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. We're going to go watch one right now. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. Cool. All right. Have Bye. a good week.